This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Today's question is from Lulu. She says, I've read your book and follow your Facebook page every day. I find your approach very refreshing and exciting. Thank you. And as you say in your book, the willpower method eventually dries up. What I'd like to ask you is why do we tend to forget all the bad things about drinking after a while of abstinence and then start fondly remembering all the good times? I know intellectually how awful alcohol was to me, but that disgust that I had for alcohol in my early days of sobriety isn't so strong anymore. And I find myself reminiscing about drinking periods in my life. At the time, those periods weren't actually fun at all, but I seem to remember a much nicer, rosier version. How do I remind myself and regain the determination I had in the early days? I know this is the right decision, but sometimes my emotions are not in line with my logic. Um, Thank you so much, Lulu. Yeah, (laughs) yes, Maggie. I I think that it's really true. We, We tend to remember things in completely different terms than they actually were, and I think it's a protection mechanism in some ways. I mean, for example, I don't know, if Lulu, if you have kids, but... I was really nauseous during both my pregnancies and of course childbirth. We go through that and you know, you swear, oh gosh, this is not worth it. This is horrible. And then, you know, things happen and you don't even remember that. I mean, it's similar to being hung over in the moment, you know, how would you ever do this to yourself? And it feels so incredibly miserable. But after the physical feeling is gone, you can't remember a physical feeling. So you can't remember how those things were. So we tend to do things to ourselves again and again. Um, because we can't actually remember the physicality of of some of these things. And I think that's really true with alcohol. And I think, you know, another thing is that a lot of probably what you're missing and mourning is just a lot of good times in your life. And it's hard sometimes to separate what was just really good times that you really enjoyed with what was really um, the drinking and what drinking did for you. So I think that at times, you know, you look back, and you remember something and it's easy to think, well, that was the alcohol. But in fact, that was actually just a period of your life that was not now that you're missing just like any other period of your life. So I think it's okay. And I guess the first thing I'd say is it's totally okay to um, remember things fondly that happened in your life. I think where the trick is, is to just remember that you know, and be really logical and conscious about the fact, as you say you are, that it wasn't actually the alcohol that was making those things fun. Um, And I think we can get pretty tricked and deceived, especially because we're susceptible to so much unconscious conditioning around drinking. So um, I know I've talked about this before, and I can't really, you know, say, yes, go do this, but I will tell you what I did when this happened to me, because it happened to me about four months in, And all of the reasons that I had stopped drinking definitely faded. Like I was feeling better. I had lost weight. I was, you know, really had tons of energy. My anxiety had gone away. I was feeling really good and on top of the world. And so it was hard to remember why I quit in the first place. And it seemed like such a sort of innocent thing and and everybody else was doing it. I didn't really understand. So what I did is I did four months in, I did this self-experiment and I just had to know for myself I had to know if there was anything I was missing out on. And so um, apologies if you've heard this before, but I basically locked myself in a room with a video camera and just got drunk over a period of four or five hours and was by myself because I didn't want to like 
you know, obviously if I was at a concert or with a bunch of friends, that would have been fun. So I wanted to separate what was the alcohol from what was the fun and just saw, okay, how does this make me feel? Is this adding anything to my night? Is this making things fun? And it didn't. I mean, the room got fuzzier. It got kind of, the edges started fading in. I got really tired. I didn't really have a good time and I videotaped myself through it. And so I watched the videos and I'll post them sometime. I keep saying I'm going to do that and I really will. I just need to dig them out. And um, it's a lot of videos. I need to probably edit it down, but horrible to watch the video. It's horrible to see the drunk around your eyes and see how, you know, you're this fun, engaging person. And then you just turn into someone else. And seeing that uh, on camera was really eye-opening because then every time I wanted to, every time drinking started to sound like a good idea, I could just remember that there wasn't really anything in it for me anymore. So, you know, I think that that's what I did for myself, but it's hard when you're around all our friends and they're all doing something because it seems to us, okay, well, why would that be so bad? The truth is that you, what you see with your friends is not the misery. I mean, I knew I kept my misery around drinking really locked up. You know, I definitely beat myself up in the middle of the night, you know, after I'd wake up from all the carbs rushing through my system. And, you know, if your friends are struggling with their drinking or having cognitive dissonance around it or feeling badly the next day, which let's be honest, you know, just a few beers can make you feel suboptimal the next day. You don't see that part of it. And so it's really easy to say, oh, well, it just looks so harmless, you know. Um, so the other the other thing I discuss, you know, about this is just the specific influences on your unconscious. And the thing that's most important, I think, to be aware of, and especially this is coming from, you know, my advertising background and how advertisements influence people because nobody believes that they're influenced by advertising. I mean, we just sort of say, oh yeah, that doesn't affect me. Yet advertisers continue to spend lots and lots and lots of money on advertisements. So uh, something is working, even though we don't feel like it is. And the trick about it is that they're actually more powerful when you're not aware of them. When you bring them into your awareness and when you look at an advertisement or you look at a situation critically, you have the ability then to determine what you're gonna take from that situation consciously. So if you just go to a big social event and you just kind of zone out on the drinking and you're not really aware of it, you're getting all these impressions and all these things are coming in and and you're not really aware that they're coming in. Whereas if you go to a social event and everybody's drinking and you take this time to really say, okay, like, let me evaluate this. Let me look at what I'm going to take from this. Um, I think that that's really where the unconscious can actually, you can decide what you'll take from it. So let's look at it another way. Like remember a time when you were really, say you were really deep in thought, reading a book or engaged in your Facebook feed and either your kid or your husband, they, they said, Hey, 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 I was talking to you. Aren't you listening to me? Um, usually you can sit there and say, stop what you're doing and rewind the last few seconds in your head and, and recall what they just said and say, Oh yeah, I'm listening. You wanted me to start dinner. And the truth is you weren't listening, but your mind was listening. And so although you weren't consciously listening, we, we have this ability to kind of rewind what just happened because our mind is taking in the information even when we're not aware of it. And I think that's kind of one of the more poignant examples I can give about how we're always unconsciously listening to everything that's going on. So the more aware you become of it, you know, the better it is because then you can actually take what you want to take from it. 
Um, you know, if you're at a party where everybody's drinking, having a good time, and you don't consciously think about your experience and how you don't actually need alcohol to have a good time, and then you know you might take away the impression that it's important for a drink in ha hand to have a good time. So I think really being consciously aware of it is important. Um, and I think, you know, thinking logically about the fact that there's no way that human beings were created with this fun gap inside us that's the, you know, size and shape of a bottle of alcohol. Like we were created to be able to enjoy pleasures, to be able to enjoy each other, to be able to enjoy socializing. You know, we weren't created to need alcohol. That's just completely illogical and it doesn't make any sense. And so reminding yourself of that on a really regular basis is, I think, a good idea. So Lulu, I hope that helps. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.